Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. As we talked about the last time, training and shifting how we think about training is so, so critical if we're going to be uh, seeing greater fruit and seeing multiplication through the efforts we make. And, um, you know, we are so orientated to think that training is a program rather than a process, you know, and that's the old mindset that training is an event that you, you do and you complete. And then that training is over, you know, that I did a training on this, or I did, did training in this area, instead of seeing that, you know, when we look at biblically and how Jesus trained people, it was a process of life on life with people. It was a process of many years of investment of, you know, training and then following up and then debriefing and then training some more and this ongoing process of nurturing and raising up and developing the people that God's given you and placed in your life to to disciple into leaders and disciple makers. And so I think for me, that's just been such a huge shift to recognize that, okay, I like to tick the boxes off. I don't know what kind of personality you are, but I like things to be done, you know? Okay, I finished that training, I'm done, it's over. Um, But really having to say, you know, Lord, who in this group are you calling me to walk with on a journey? And I'm going to invest my life in this person, or at least I'm going to invest several years, you know, of training and involvement with them and um, entering into that mentoring, developing process in their life, rather than thinking it's just over and done because I completed a training program with them. Yeah, so it's not to say that an event is completely useless, but it's more make sure we don't fall into the the fallacy that like somebody went through an event and they checked the box. So then both were done and they're done. Am I am I understanding that right? Yeah, that's right. I think so often, yeah, we just don't even look for the opportunity to continue to walk with people. And we don't prioritize that because we're already in our mind heading towards that next program. Yeah. And so we move from program to program or training mm-hmm. to training if we're trainers. Yeah. Rather than identifying, okay, these are the people that I am in a process with. And um, one of the things that I started doing that really helped me in this was before I would go train a group of people, I would um, find out more about them. You know, I would do a pre-training kind of requests to find out who are these people I would start praying for them ahead of time so I was not just preparing my material to deliver you know Mm. be done and I take my box but I was thinking about the people who are these people that God's giving me a week with or giving me a day with to invest in and pray for and then I always would say at the end of that week I often teach in YWAM schools which are always like a week-long training Um, I always say if you implement and you put into practice the things that I have trained you in, I want to know about it. And I'm going to be checking back with you. Is that okay? Can I, can I send you an email or a WhatsApp message in a week or two? Find out how, how'd you do at applying this. Mm-hmm. 
And I always did that, you know, um, and that follow-up is kind of unheard of, you know, <laughs> they've yeah. already moved on to the next topic, the next speaker who's there in that training. But, um, and I told the school leader ahead of time, I really do expect implementation and, you know, I need you to be committed to that and I'm committed to that. And then, you know, maybe I train 20 people, there might be two that would come back and say, you know, yes, I've been doing that. I've been sharing Jesus with the person across the street or at the hospital where I work or, and then those people go on my saved list. We talked about the lost and saved list. And those are people that I'm praying for regularly and I'm checking in again and trying to find out, you know, what's going on with this person. And then, you know, really thinking of the process of identifying those faithful, fruitful people through the training event and then walking with them long-term. I think in reality, maybe people listening to this or the reality of trying to catalyze somewhere, because there's going to be a, an event on the calendar, but it's how you use that. I was thinking of the previous episode where you talked about inviting somebody basically along with you to something you're doing that you would be maybe a box, but you bring somebody along with you so they can grow in their skills. That's another example of how you can, in a sense, use a training to help the process, not just have the training be a training and you forget that there is a process. Yeah, just really intentionally saying, you know, I'm not going to be about programs and um, events. I'm going to be about people. Yeah, so here's maybe a, a juicy question. Juicy if question. Go, I'm sort of curious now. What's that going to be? I know. <laughs> if we go with the event uh, event mindset, we can stack up some numbers pretty well, right? And even any individual's capacity, I mean, let's let's put Billy Graham on the pedestal, right? Like he had the capacity to share the gospel with literally hundreds of thousands of people a year. What should we expect? The question is, knowing that actually we that won't multiply, we need to be smaller, but what capacity, both for full-time uh, people in full-time ministry work, maybe bivocational, there is a capacity limit that we hit. So I'd be curious if you have any thoughts about that, knowing we want to train people as a process, we want to keep it simple just in time. Is it three people? Is it 12? Use the biblical numbers, right? Um, but I would love to know if you have any thoughts or even practical experiences. You guys have done many trainings and coached. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the biblical numbers because, um, you know, as we always do, I was going to point us back to Jesus. So he's, he's our example. And, um, you know, how many people can you train up close? You know, maybe three to five. But finding those people, you may have to train 500, mm-hmm. you know, before you identify who those three to five really are that are actually going to be those potential, you know, that the people that you're going to invest the rest of your life in, you know, or at least next three years, like Jesus did, you're going to really invest heavily in those people. But um, yeah, you, you may have to train many before you identify them. And you may think you've identified them at first. um, And then you keep walking with them a while and then you're like, "Mm, maybe not, you know, Mm, this person's not somebody I'm willing to continue to invest in. But again, it's that process with them that you're able to see that. So, you know, I often will like, you know, put out a feeler, some, some sort of a filter, like what I said, you know, let me know if you implemented this. I'm going to keep praying for you and mm-hmm. see who responds. And, and then, you know, you're working with those people maybe for a month and then you're seeing, you know, evaluating again and invite them into, you know, maybe one trip with you out to do evangelism, see how they do, or, you know, you don't necessarily have to, from the very beginning say with these 15 people, I'm going to walk with them the rest of my life. But um, yeah, yeah, but I thought you also said, it said something really key there, Peter, you know, we can, 
rack up a lot of numbers and feel really good about ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, Jesus didn't tell us to run trainings. He mm. told us to make disciples. Amen. You know, and um, I'm a trainer, you know, and it's, you know, it's easy for me to pat myself on the back and say, you know, wow, I had 15,000 people watch my webinar this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had 1,500 students in my training course that, you know, bottom line, what's it come down to? How many of them are disciples who are making disciples, who are making disciples and starting groups and launching movements? And that's my bottom line when I'm watching, you know, and the other numbers, yeah, you need to track them, but that's not what it's really about. It's about how many disciples are making disciples and entering that process of moving forward. If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's mindset shifts, Be sure to subscribe to the On The Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On The Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.